Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Life After Abuse. In this episode, I want to kind of talk about some of the long-term effects of domestic violence. Um, and just so people are aware that, you know, just because when you get out of violence, it doesn't mean it's over. Hopefully the, you know, the physical violence part is over and you're on your path to recovery, but there are long-term effects and there are things that you need to be you know, aware of and be consciously working on um, to better yourself. So first of all, every two, two people per minute are abused. So, you know, at the end of this video, like, go back and look and we're going to see how long this is and just, you know, kind of put into perspective how many people, you know, in this time frame, you know, have been abused. That's, you know, very alarming when you can break it down into stuff like that. So just think about, you know, that how many people are around us that are going through something and hopefully we're fortunate enough that we are, you know, out of that situation and that is great, but there's so many other people out there that still need help and they still need, you know, to get out of the situation. So we got to do our part and kind of spread the word, you know, and try and help everybody that we can, even if somebody's watching this and they're thinking about you know, getting away, you know, there's, there's information out there. I have lots of videos. There's lots of, you know, other videos from other people and information. Um, just know that, you know, you're not alone in this and it is possible to get out and start all over. But let's start with the physical abuse definition. It's any intentional act causing injury or trauma to another person. So physical abuse does not always mean hitting. You do not have to be hit to be abused. You can be, excuse me, sorry about that. Um, people always think that, if, oh, I'm not being hit, I'm not being abused, and that is not accurate. Um, excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, some people, you know, can be kicked, some people can be pinched, some people can be poked, some people can be choked, you know, some people can have, like, there's lots of different, anytime somebody is touching you in a way that you are not okay with, it is physical abuse. It's, you know, it does not have to be hitting. That is, I think, the biggest misconception is that I wasn't hit, so it wasn't that bad, or it wasn't abuse, and then they take that on themselves and think that they can't speak up because people will just be like, that wasn't, you know, it is, it is. I was abused in so many different ways, and not anybody, you know, just hit me, and it was still just as bad, you know. I still had bruises and stuff like that and marks, and sometimes I didn't even have marks, but I was still abused. And, you know, don't give them a pass because they don't hit you. That's not okay. So, for anybody that does not know the difference between complex PTSD and PTSD, I'm just gonna kinda give you a little bit um, information here because people that have been in long-term abusive relationships will likely suffer from complex PTSD, which is different than PTSD. Complex PTSD is a variant of PTSD. It's caused by ongoing abuse or stressful environments. 
So it's different than like PTSD is usually like one big traumatizing event, but complex is something that has been going on over and over and over for an extended period of time. So it's reoccurring trauma. So it's it's a different level of PTSD. Um, so when you suffer from PTSD, which like again, you likely will if you've been in this relationships for a while and get out of it, there can be physical and mental, you know, conditions that can last, you know, a lifetime and that's why you really do have to process these things and deal with them. Um, you know, depending on the level of abuse, you could have, you know, physical you know, stuff from it left over, like different things that have not healed right, depending on how badly, you know, but you could have heart conditions, just like, again, stress, stress is terrible for you, and being in an abusive relationship is stressful, chronic pain, you know, again, different injuries, you know, you could have arthritis, hypertension, um, asthma, due to long-time exposure to stress, that's kind of surprising. Like, you know, you never think you get asthma from stress, but you do. Um, and a lot of the mental stuff is like, it comes with the, the PTSD, is depression and anxiety. Like, you went through something, and a lot of times people are not willing to talk about it, so they're not processing it. Um, and they're just holding this in, and like a lot of people take on shame and embarrassment and stuff like that so like you compound all these feelings and it can take you to a really dark place um they can have like suicidal behavior like you know because you think that nobody can understand and you can't talk to anybody and stuff like that and you have a loss of hope for the future low self-esteem you know you think you deserve this stuff and you don't deserve this nobody deserves it you, you know, if it can affect you into your next relationships, you have inability to trust, you know, fear of intimacy, you know, um, it can have sleep disturbances, inability to concentrate, flashbacks, and hypervigilance, and a lot of these can kind of be good, like, you should be hypervigilant, careful, and cautious, and stuff, like, not to the point, though, you're not living your life, you want to still live your life, and you, you know, you want to make sure you're picking the right people in your life. So, like, some of these are good to be alert, good to be cautious, you know, good to, you know, have a little bit of fear. But a lot of it with education, you know, and stuff like that, you can trust people. Or if you find a toxic person, you can recognize them, you know, quickly and discard them. So you don't even end up in that situation. Um, a lot of people that, you know, suffer from this depression and stuff like that, they can be self-harmers. They, you know, they could cut or harm themselves in different ways. Um, it's just a, a very common thing. It's just a release of, you know, pain or just a way to, you know, just sometimes feel something because sometimes you almost can go numb from this. And, you know, so different people, different reasons, but cutting is a very, you know, normal thing, self-harm. Um, just know that you're not alone with that. That's a, such a common thing. Um, a lot of people will self-medicate. Self-medicating is a human behavior in which a person uses a substance to self-administer treatment for physical and psychological ailments. So a lot of times people don't want to go out and talk about what they've been through with the world. You know, they don't want to admit 
what happened to them. They don't think they need medication. They don't think that's going to solve their problems. Um, and so they will sit there and that's when, you know, drinking problems happen or, or drug problems happen because that will be their way of numbing their pain because yeah, the pain's still here. You're not being hit anymore, hopefully, but the pain's still in your head. And so you want to numb that and make it stop because you want to feel good. Nobody wants to feel like shit. And so a lot of people can, and that can turn into, like that crutch can turn into, you know, alcohol abuse or drug abuse. And then that's a whole nother problem you have to, you know, take on. So like as much as you want to numb things and not feel them, and that, I get it, it makes sense, but it's going to turn into yet another problem that you're going to have to deal with down the road. It's, you know, that's why it's something that people have to take care of. You have to, you know, get out of this relationship first. And then after that, you need to, you know, really work with a professional that deals with these things, you know, that can, you know, work with the stuff in your head and help you, you know, process this and get better without using crutches, without, you know, abusing alcohol or drugs. It's okay if you have to take antidepressants because you're really sad and, you know, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but you have to deal with these things or, you know, these things are going to linger. It's not going to go away. Getting away from the abuse is part of it, but the other part of it is dealing with your mental health afterwards. And it can take a while. It's not an overnight fix. But if you're actively working on it every day, you're getting better every day. Even if you can't see the the progress, you know, you taking the step to put yourself first, that is you being a warrior. So don't be afraid to reach out, you know. If you don't want to tell your friends and family, find your therapist. Confidential. You know, they can't say anything about what you're doing, you know. It's fine to talk to somebody. In fact, I think everybody needs to. You don't want this to turn into, you know, mental or physical conditions the rest of your life. You have to process this stuff and release it. So I hope you guys have a great week. I hope everybody is feeling good. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.